Well, I'm playing that for Beatles fans because you know what today is. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Oh, the screaming 60th anniversary of the Beatles' first appearance in the Ed Sullivan Show. 73 million people would tune in. Superstar Billy Joel remembers it well and why it felt so monumental. So I uh, went to somebody else's house to watch TV, and the Beatles were on. It was 1964, February. I remember that. Um, and also, it was three months after John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. So the country had the blues. Everybody was kind of down in the dumps. Uh, he was like our guy, and they took him away. And then these four guys came over from England with weird hair, you know, and they wrote their own songs, and they arranged their own music, and they played their own instruments. And the country went crazy. We all went nuts. I said, okay, those are the guys. Those, those are ours. Really exciting time. With me now, Buzz, from the Sunday morning, world-famous Sunday morning only show on Jack 94.5 across the hall. And Buzz, like Billy said, a lot of events absolutely uh, led up to this yeah. magic moment 60 years ago absolutely and he's he's bang on about uh, you know the JFK and the country being in a funk and they needed that 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 you know distraction and it came in the form of John Paul George and Ringo but uh, you know the Beatles and Ed Sullivan uh, you know one of the big moments in music history and a lot of people think well that's when the Beatles made it not really the case. The Beatles were already huge in the UK. In fact, Ed Sullivan, just a few months earlier, was at Heathrow Airport. And uh, he was on vacation, and all of a sudden he goes to the airport, and there's thousands of screaming girls with signs that say Beatles, spelled funny with a B-E-A-T. And he was like, what the heck is this all about? And he found out, you know, the story about this band who were making waves. So he signed them right there and then to his show, talking to Brian Epstein, a three-episode appearance. 2700 bucks or 2400 bucks which is about $17,000 and secured the Beatles to come over in a few months. And between that point and the moment that they uh they made their appearance, a flight attendant smuggled in a copy of the Beatles I want to hold your hand on 45 and gave it to a local radio DJ in Washington who played it well before the song was uh, released and there was such an enormous outpouring of support and insanity over that song that it went straight to number one and Capitol Records at that point put all their weight behind the Beatles and there were Beatle wigs and there were bumper stickers that said the Beatles are coming all pointing towards the Ed Sullivan appearance and the rest is history and and history would move on how did this uh, appearance affect the Beatles after that like uh, it just lifted them even further clearly it did. I mean it, it really paved the way for the Beatles to to move on I mean just right after that appearance they had the top five spots in the billboard charts right and that had never been done before it created a hysteria which has been known as Beatlemania, and opened the floodgates for other British bands. I mean, the movie Goldfinger, the James Bond movie, came out around this same time, so there was really just this appetite for anything British, right? Yeah. So Herman's Hermits, Dave Clark Five, Rolling Stones, Peter and Gordon, all these bands all of a sudden became the big thing, blowing out all the teen idols. Elvis all of a sudden was in the backseat, wishing that, uh, you know, he could uh, be a part of this success, and, uh, you know, the British invasion took over. I... I just realized on the air this morning, and I know you you know what you're talking about, because I just looked at your shirt. You are wearing <laughs> a collared dress shirt sure. that has Beatles logos it's all the over Beatles it. logos. Well, today's the day, the 60th anniversary, you right? You really do live and breathe the oldies and the Beatles. <laughs> I'm there for the Beatles man. and Beach Boys, the, are those the two biggest in your life? Yeah, the, the Beatles are the best band, but the Beach Boys are my favorite band. Okay. Yeah.
favorite halftime shows at Super Bowl. What do you got for me? 1-877-300-7275. Uh, Lady Gaga's come from a few of you. And uh, let's see here. Paul McCartney again this morning. Uh, Katy Perry from Allen. He said that was the best halftime show. And, and Madonna, you got to add it to her. When she performed at Super Bowl in the year 2012, that was a pretty creative-looking show because she used what they call theater mapping. In other words, the images on the stage are mapped by projections that are so common now. You go to theme parks like Disneyland, and they can change the facades of all the buildings with projection and mapping. And she was doing it with the stage, and uh, we had not yet seen that technology used until Madonna. In 2012, but uh, her final song was that one there, Like a Prayer. I'm Greg Morgan. Hope you're uh, ready for a great Super Bowl weekend. I'm looking forward to some sunshine, at least, here popping out on Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be good to get out and enjoy some fresh air. And then, hey, there's there's enough snow to do some uh, snow-like activities, I think, out there. Joining me now is Kerry Cardinal, who will spend a little time with you tomorrow morning at 1130 on the Kerry Cardinal Show, uh, giving us a... A review of the state of real estate here in our province and assisting buyers and sellers with free advice for a good half hour. I've got her with me now. Carrie, let's start with the interest rate. It's been paused the last couple updates. Next one we're waiting for is March 6th. Who knows? It could grow higher, lower, or pause again. How do you feel? I feel good that we haven't seen an increase. The The fixed rates slowly but surely are are settling down just a little bit. So what I'm seeing with now prime rate remaining the same with the overnight lending rate prime at 7.2, we're seeing variable rate mortgages around that 6.3% range. The nice part about variable rate clients is if you're willing to take the risk, once the rates do start coming down, you are going to be able to take advantage of those payment drops and rate drops. On the fixed side, um, I'm not recommending clients to go into extremely long terms because our hopes are this is going to be short-lived, maybe over a couple, three years. So I'm seeing a lot of clients lock into a three-year fixed rate with hopes that by the time that this new term is up, that we're hopefully back down even farther on rates. I hear a lot of my friends say that's where they've gone, a three-year term. Do you really think we'll ever get back to those lowest of low rates? It's like the price of gas. It once was, but we've never gone back. It's gone down, but it always seems to creep up. I think it's going to be that story we tell about that time, but I don't think feel that we're going to live in that rate again. I would think things will end up settling lower than where they are now is what my hope is. But I I think that's gone and done, those extra low interest rates. And I always hear the bragging stories of people, well, I had one point, well, I had one point. You know, keep those in your hat. Those were great stories. I am not banking on that happening again. Hey, Carrie, the big show is on this Saturday. What's the agenda? Well, 16 years on on the radio, Greg, which is crazy. Um, Talking about mortgage and real estate, saving money. Big things that are happening right now during this time of year. Lots of folks coming up for mortgage renewals. So I'm talking about mortgage renewals, tips and tricks um, in the show. Still, spring brings home ownership. I am your guide to get you through to, you know, renting to home ownership. I bet you're refinancing a lot of mortgages too, right? Lots of refinancing that I'm doing at renewal because we're seeing now a jump in payments and we're we're finding that either there's debt or there's high ticket purchases coming and refinancing makes financial sense. Awesome. Well, happy anniversary, Carrie. I Thank look forward you. to the show this weekend. Thanks so much. Oh, I got up and 
Usher will deliver the halftime show, but I think the game is going to be bigger than that. After 18 weeks of the regular season, Super Bowl Sunday is almost here. Chiefs and 49ers, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, man, they took the playoffs by storm, beating the Dolphins, Bills, Ravens on route to their fourth Super Bowl in five years. And they are facing a loaded San Francisco 49ers club that has put together uh, a couple come from behind wins to set up a Super Bowl rematch. And to break it all down with me is our Great Cup champ, Green Zone guest analyst, Belton Johnson. Good morning, buddy. Hey, hey. How's it going this morning, Greg? Going well. Uh, you got to be excited. I am for this game. Are you feeling like I just can't wait for Sunday? Man, this is this is the holiest day in my book coming up this Sunday, man. <laughs> Cannot wait. Me too. Let's get right to it on uh, some of your thoughts. Uh, let's start with the defensive side of the ball, belt. And who do you think is stronger and why? Well... I, I want to say the 49ers, uh, you know, middle linebacker Warner there, Fred Warner. Uh, he is a tackling machine, could go sideline to sideline. And then, you know, again, up front, I think that's if the 49ers do beat the Chiefs, I think it's going to be up front with those bookend defensive ends, Bosa and Young there and everything. But me saying that, I look at the Chiefs defense. They've been playing pretty lights out the entire season. Uh, Actually, it's the defense that's kept the Chiefs in a lot of games during the regular season. And if you remember when the Chiefs played the uh, Ravens there, uh, the cornerback Snead, he's been a kind of a lockdown uh, corner. He's the one that punched the ball out of Zay Flowers' hand before uh, crossing into the end zone to get that touchback for the Chiefs. I can, I'm so glad you said that because I can't help but think the Chiefs' defense is tops here. Uh, they just made Lamar Jackson look ordinary, I thought, in the AFC yeah. title game. So uh, good that you pointed that out. That's why we we call on you. You you <laughs> you spot that kind of stuff for us. Offensively, Belton Johnson, what do you think the differences are between these two, and who might have the advantage on the offense? Offensively, again, I'm start with the 49ers. Yes, they have uh, you know Purdy there, who's you know played pretty good this season, but. They have a lot of stars around them, right? Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Those are the two wide receivers. And the thing that makes the 49ers go, I think, is uh, Christian McCaffrey, who I believe got Offensive Player of the Year if you watched those award shows there last night. Yep. So I, I do, you know, I respect the 49ers. I respect their run game everything. But <laughs> the Chiefs, I'm just going to tell you the one guy they got, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> man. He, he is a game changer. He he makes things happen. He moves around in the pocket. Yes, he's got Kelsey. He's got Rasheed Rice. He's got a bit of a run game with Pacheco, but it is Patrick Mahomes that makes that offense go. Man, we are, we're in sync here. I can't get the lingering thought. Honestly, Belton, I can't get that lingering thought out of my head about that even if San Francisco plays great, Mahomes can and probably will find a way to erase it in the end, sort of like he did the last time these two met. In the game's biggest stage, right? Uh, I, I'm with you on that. Hey, who do you think will uh, win MVP? For me, again, Mahomes will be the best player on the field, but I think Kelsey is probably going to receive 99% of the fan vote and win MVP. Who comes out as MVP for you in this one? In, in the Super Bowl? You bet. Yeah, so so uh, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go to young receiver, Rasheed Rice, because he's been hot uh, you know, down the stretch here. And I know Kelsey, he's been... You know, really good here in the playoffs, but 
I'm gonna throw a wrinkle in there and say Rasheed Rice. Okay, I'm writing that down. I'll hold you. <laughs> Belton Johnson, our Grey Cup champ here. I have the Chiefs winning thirty-three to thirty. What say you? Hey, we're we're in the in the ballpark close there. So I got a three point game. I got twenty eight twenty five Chiefs. Finally, does Taylor Swift ruin the game for you, or do you even care? Does she ruin the game for me? I'm gonna say no because I, I I usually don't pay attention to that, any of that, right? So I'm I'm usually uh, checked into the game, but I have noticed whenever the Chiefs play. <laughs> She gets a lot of TV time. Let's put it like that. Girl. 23 seconds. 23 seconds, I think, was the last count she was actually on television. Come on, Belton. They, they, they keep going back and forth. The, the commentators, they, they're commentating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate going over the Super Bowl. I think we're uh, we're both believing in uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, that's for sure. So it's just going to be an awesome game. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls uh, in a long while. So uh, we'll see uh, which one of us came close on the score on Monday, all right? Let's see. That's Coldplay. They uh, performed at the halftime show of Super Bowl 50 in 2016. And that is when uh, they were joined by Bruno Mars and Beyonce. And Bruno Mars' career, he performed Uptown Funk. And that really put him in the spotlight. And uh, he would return to the Super Bowl again after that performance. But uh, Bruno really credits Super Bowl for launching his career into the stratosphere. And about that time is when I saw him for the first time in Saskatoon. He was performing. I, when you saw that show, if you were there, you know it was sold out and you just thought you were watching a superstar. He's incredible. He still, uh, still p- performs regularly in Las Vegas, like Usher, where he has a residency. So if you're ever there in Vegas, catch his show. It's pretty cool. What's your favorite halftime show ever? one 7275 Fire me a text and let me know. I always appreciate uh, hearing from you. This weekend, if you're uh, not into the Super Bowl, you're probably going to take advantage of the weather. Man, it is going to be nice to get out and enjoy. Maybe you want to take the kids tobogganing in a ditch along Ring Road, (laughs) as so many do. Only in Regina, I say. Uh, Let's see. What else we got? Oh, they got a Pats game. I'm I'm heading to the Pats game tomorrow night. Indigenous Celebrations Night, the Oil Kings are in. Pats clawing their way back towards a potential playoff spot. I think they're about, what, five points out of a playoff spot right now. Every win means something. So uh, hopefully uh, that'll be a good game tomorrow. There's a big under-13 hockey tournament on over the the Cooperator Center that many of you will be uh, busy with your kids at as well. And Mega Munch is having a retirement party over at the Royal Sass Museum. That might be fun. There's a program in the theater there that starts at one o'clock. There's limited seating, but uh, get there early enough and maybe you can be a part of his retirement at the Royal Sask Museum. Uh, getting a glimpse of what a downtown event entertainment district might look like in Saskatoon. That's a big talker right now there. Featuring an 18,000 seat arena and a convention center and theater. Lots of public and park space. And uh, it would be connected to the Midtown Plaza there. Hotels, even the, the riverfront. You can see pictures. 
It's impressive. It's cjme.com. Still might be a decade away before they ever get there, but uh, try to be progressive. And quite honestly, I sure hope we can do the same here. As uh, you get an uh, entertainment event center like that, we're, we're going to lose, continue to lose a lot more to Saskatoon as we already are. I just think we need a new arena. Just my take anyhow. That'll be part of the discussion with Evan Bray coming up here, who was on the show earlier teeing up his show and telling me that they're going to talk a little more about the teachers and the province. He seems to think, you know, without uh, classroom complexity, which the province seems adamant and not being a part of this deal, Evan Bray doesn't seem to be uh, too optimistic about the meetings on Monday. More on that and your take. And plus, on what you feel about a new arena, I know that's going to come up here uh, later this morning, just after 8.30 news.